Hey, what's up, universe? Welcome to episode 29 of It's a Choice. And as you can tell, well, if you're watching this video, you can tell. But if you're listening, you're not going to be able to tell. You might hear some background noise, um, but this podcast episode is going to be called Conversations with Milo, part one. Uh, and I don't know if there will be multiple parts or not. And so Milo, my youngest son, is going to be the guest today. And um, just I asked him if he would be willing to be part of the podcast because he and I have some really awesome conversations, I feel. And I know a few of you are interested uh, in kind of hearing it from the horse's mouth, you know, kind of seeing what that's like. Um, and over the last handful of days, like Milo's asked me some pretty good questions. So I thought, uh, you know, we'd kind of just talk about that or get into it. Um, so as you guys know from like other, like the previous one or two episodes, uh, you know that I finished the book uh, Awareness by Anthony DeMello and Milo has read some of this book, um, and uh, that's where some of his questions have come from. And uh, and so I was asking him just a minute ago, like, how far he's made it, and then realized I actually wasn't recording. And so, like, yeah. So, Milo, uh, you want to say hey? Or, like, how do you, I don't know. You want to say hey? Hello. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for being a part of this. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, how far have you made it into the book? I think I'm still, like, not at page 20. Yeah. So that's pretty good because I know that you read that one paragraph a lot. And so one of the questions you asked me, like, one of the first questions you asked me the other day, like, you know, because I tell you I love you uh, every night, you know, like when we're done playing games and everything. And um, I remember waking up, I think, and you had asked me, um, can I truly love you, right? And, um, and I was, and I asked you what made you ask, right? And I had an idea. I had, um, an inkling on where that came from. And you said it was from this book, you know, awareness. And so we spoke about that and I would read you guys like the messages from discord. Um, you know, but I can't switch between like my phone and discord while I'm recording a video. And Milo's phone is about dead, so we'll just kind of rehash the conversation. I don't remember exactly everything I said, but do you do you remember? Oh, you don't you don't remember either. And so I'm pretty sure that parts of that conversation were about, you know, um, yeah, I could yeah, I definitely love you because I don't want to change you, right? Like that's part of like how, like what has awareness talks about is like, you know, because you, you'd asked me if I could truly love you because of, um, you know, being in love with the idea of somebody and like, isn't that how you fall out of love is because your idea changes, you know, because in awareness he talks about most of the time people are in love with their prejudiced idea of somebody instead of like who that person is, like allowing that person to just be and loving them for who they are and letting them letting that full expression of the universe through that person just be what it is all the time, not wanting to change that person, right? And I think Osho, which you haven't read, the, there's a book called Osho, The Book of Secrets. I'm pretty sure it's in, maybe it's in this book, um, about how changing, wanting to change somebody is actually really selfish. And that was like a new way for me to start looking at it after reading Awareness, is like when I want 
somebody to behave or show up a certain way, then that's me wanting that person to change to fit my reality, like what I want reality to be, rather than like really just accepting reality for what it is and just having that person be however they show up. So anyway, like that was a kind of a long answer, but I usually give you long answers. You usually tell me thanks for the Harry Potter books, right? Yeah, you're going to nod your head, huh? So what did you ask me this morning? Do you remember? No, you can speak. It's okay. People, people are going to be listening to this and not necessarily, they don't even see you in the video because you're not leaned over. We have to lean over. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so this morning, Milo had asked me if I choose happiness over everyone, right? Does that trigger, does that trigger mm -hmm. the memory for you? What else did you ask me? I asked also even your loved ones. Yeah, do I choose happiness even over everyone that I love, right? And do you remember what I told you this morning? No, because you sent me all the Lord of the Rings movies, all the Harry Potter script and books. You sent me, like, it was so long. I got two separate icons of your Discord image. <laughs> That's how long it was, dude. Like, Discord was like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember any of it well, well let's let's talk about like what you remember like even if it's pieces of it like go for it because people are going to want to hear you talk i've been talking for a long time as you know so go ahead and jump in get up <laughs> um, necessarily like you said yes you would choose happiness over everybody including your loved ones because it would be selfish of other people wanting that not to be what uh, that right and it's okay there's no right or wrong here you can just go with what you remember like I don't necessarily remember a whole lot so I spent all that time right yeah here. I know it's <laughs> such long responses I can actually remember it <laughs> I'm just kidding with you yeah well what I'd sent you before was um what I sent you this morning was about like yeah I would choose happiness um even over my loved ones because they're not necessarily mutually exclusive right like you know because love and happiness are related but they're not related in the same way that we have necessarily been taught that they're related right I remember that so and how it's been modeled you know to us in our society and culture and the way we've been programmed through you know a lot of the different ways like how things are typically modeled to us um in our societal roles and just in our cultures so happiness like as i said um to you earlier was like not like dependent upon something outside of me right like so you are not inside of me like you are your own sovereign individual like you're your own person um and therefore my happiness does not lie within you like my happiness has to come from inside of me and same thing like with love right like my love has to come from within inside of me i have to love myself first right I spoke about that to you about how we can't pour from an empty cup so if i don't love myself then i can't really love somebody else 
and that um, you know that the two like you can't have either one of these things like depend on something external from you because as soon as you do that then you depend on that person or that thing right so if my happiness came from you or it came from somebody or it came from something then I asked you what happens when that thing changes right I said because everything changes in this world you know nothing remains the same I told you about the saying that we're never in the same river twice like the, you're never in the exact same water ever you know so I can't have my happiness or my love depend on something that's outside of me because what happens when those things change you know then then all of a sudden my love or my happiness could change with everything that's outside of my control so both of those have to come from inside of me so it's not the way that it's modeled to us here you know like um primarily is that like you say you love somebody and like you like in this book i don't know if you've gotten to it yet but it talks about like how um you know would you have me sacrifice my happiness like for your love and they're like yeah and be like great so you would sacrifice your happiness for my love and they're like yeah and they're like great so we're in love but we're both extremely unhappy you know like it just doesn't make sense but that's kind of how um we're kind of taught you know where like the external fills us up you know like because somebody else loves me then i feel love you know rather than being like i feel love so now I get to share it with somebody, you know, because the love actually comes from inside of me. I have love to give rather than love to take. You know, there's a difference. We didn't necessarily get into that from what I sent you earlier. So what else have you gotten to in the book? Like, so you've gotten to like page 20, you said? Um, a little bit behind that. Is there anything else that stuck out to you? Um, yeah, like here, this is what I mean here, right? The happiness is in them. Yeah, like my happiness is not in you. It has to be inside of me. Um, I mean, no, I didn't necessarily. Like, I got back to that trust and love thing again. Um, so what about Oh, that? I also got to a part that it stuck out to me just didn't stick with me like the trust and love about like when you're sick of your own sickness and like how when you're insane you could actually be sane kind of mm -hmm. <laughs> yes being sane in an insane world right what does that mean? Intro. I just wrote uh, the intro text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like right behind page 20. I gotcha. think I read this. I read that part. I think I'm like right here. Okay. So you're on page 18 or 19? I'm on page 19. Yeah. The Masquerade of Charity. Yes, Masquerade of Charity. Yeah. I have a bookmark, so I don't know where I am most of the time. That's all right. 
So I know one thing too. I was gonna like mention and to see like if you kind of wanted to chat about because you've asked me about this too, and some other people might be interested just because of like your age. Like, how old are you? I'm twelve. Yeah, that's one thing that. Do you not know that? No, I know that. I just want you to answer the question for the audience. You know what I mean? Like, it's not for me. It's for them. (laughs) How old are you? I'm 12. Oh, you're 12? Oh, okay. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) No. Um, So, anyway, like, because of your age, I mean, I think uh, there's definitely some... I know for a fact that some people have been pretty interested that uh and thought it was cool that you are into the stuff that you're into with this kind of with this kind of thing um but also um i mean you've you've been you've had some fear right that you've kind of spoke to me about do you want to is it okay to talk about some of that yeah so like what have you been afraid of like here kind of recently maybe over the last week or two that we've kind of talked about death yeah, about death yeah so, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, kind of, t- you know, tell them what you've told me about, like, what your fears were or things that you remember us kind of talking about? Well, I mean, like, it was kind of just dying. That was, like, the main fear for a little bit. And then, like, it kind of grew out, like, maybe not being able to see my goodbyes or, like, being able to be, like, alive, awake, um before I die, you know, and then, like, you know, just not being able to say my last words to the people I love. So do you remember anything that I said to you about when you asked about that or when you expressed your fears? Mm-hmm. I, like, I remember one part that didn't really help, but <laughs> it didn't really affect me either. It was like, well, when you're dead, you, you okay, you're just, like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but, like, <laughs> you're, like, when you're dead, you don't, you, you, you can't fear it because you're, you're dead, you're, like, it's no longer It's no longer your concern because yeah. you're dead, right? Yeah. Mourning is for the living. Yeah. Like, grief is for the living. Mourning, yeah. do you truly ever die? Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, once you transition, some people like to just use the word transition because, right, like, there's definitely, you know, depending on what people choose to believe, this idea of, like, yeah, you, maybe you don't ever really die, right? Like, energy can't be destroyed, so it just gets transmuted into something else, right? Um, I've thought about this for a long time. Like, when I was in college, I was thinking about, like, how if people don't really die, then I'm probably just driving over them on the road because they're probably part of the concrete or the asphalt that I'm driving on, or they might be the rubber in the tires that... Who knows, right? Like, who knows where their energy went? Uh, so I just thought about that to be silly, but... <laughs> um, but, right, yeah, I mean, that's that's a million-dollar question right there. Is, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people have that question, like, where do we go, like, when we die, and that kind of a thing. So, do you remember anything else, or you just remember that one part that you're like, that's not helpful, Dad, like, that was totally, thanks. (laughs) Um, Maybe a little bit, because, like, the rest helped, kind of. Man. 
man, if only we had a phone that wasn't dead, that had <laughs> Discord that we could go back on, huh? <laughs> no, maybe your phone should have been so dead. My phone's not dead, it's recording the show. And since I'm doing a video, I can't get to Discord or else it stops recording. As a wise man once said, that must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that wise man? You? <laughs> Indeed, perhaps it does suck a little bit. So, you don't... Alright, that's cool if you don't remember everything else that I said. Because I can't remember everything I said about that either. There was Because that was a, a while ago. It's Why? Been a because of you times. sent me The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings movie over text? Yeah, 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 that's probably why. <laughs> no. Mm, I, I think it is. <laughs> the books and the scripts. Like... You're like, here you go, you wanted this. <laughs> well, you did ask. So. Yeah. Not for the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies, though. You asked me a question, I gave you my answer. <laughs> so, anything else I suppose that you want to say? We can kind of keep this episode short. My last episode was like 58 minutes, you know, and I know that everybody's got, you know, other things they may want to do, which I really appreciate people listening to any and all of my podcasts, and especially when it's a big time investment, like 58 minutes. Um, but this one we can kind of keep short. Shorter for sure. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Or? Doesn't matter to me. If you have any more questions, then we can talk. Uh, well, you're the one that with some questions, so I thought, is there anything else you wanted to ask? Not right now. I, mean, I don't really remember all the questions I've asked or, like, have any questions in mind. That's fine. Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me and being open to, you know, chatting with me and to my currently small audience who knows if this will blow up maybe it'll blow up because you decided to talk maybe i'll get like 30 more followers or something like that all because i had a 12 year old as a guest who happened to be my son asking amazing questions <laughs> all right well i have an outro too like for the podcast so i always tell people I say all right well i'm gonna wrap it up and say thank you of course for listening and I'm going to put the ask out there again. Sometimes I remember to do this, sometimes I don't. I'm not always the best yet at it. Where I say, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with somebody. Because if you found it helpful, it's very possible they may as well. So please uh, share if you know anybody that may enjoy this episode. And then the outro that I do remember is to ask people to do this. I tell them, I say this, I go, alright, so go live an inspired life. So you can inspire others to live their authentic and inspired life. Because at the end of the day, living an inspired life is a choice. And I say, all right, I love you guys. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, universe. So just want to uh, mention that um, right after Milo and I stopped recording the video, he totally opened up and continued talking. So I kind of got a little sneaky on my phone and just started recording the audio and set the phone in my car while we had the rest of our conversation. 
So the second half of this podcast is that audio recording. And as you find out, um, and as I told Milo, I recorded that and he was totally cool. I let him know that I recorded it. But I just wanted to put this here in the middle so that way you knew, uh, like had an explanation anyway for this next part coming up. All right, so here we go. Like, well, that depends on the meaning you put behind it. And what did he say? He asked me, like, I don't know. He, like, what was your base feet accomplished? And by that, I don't know what he necessarily meant. Like, games or something. So, well, feet, like, F E A T, is another word for accomplishment. Like, I don't know, is that, do you think that's what he may have meant? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the feet word he meant. So. I told him the same thing. <laughs> like, what, what are you making it mean? Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And then I get dropped off at the church, and there's a another kid and he lives like right by that bus stop and I felt like he was flexing on me because he was like well my house is like all the way down there to the left or right um and he was like I got a Wii you know I got like Lego Star Wars Final Fantasy 7 remastered something like that and in my mind I was like is this man flexing on me <laughs> and then after we st- were done talking, I was walking home, and I was like, all right, let's count the stuff I have. And I did that in my mind. And I don't know if that was, like, mean. <laughs> well, you're not for sure exactly what he was meaning, right, by, by him telling you that? Yeah, no, he, but he was, like, picking at his finger, like, which I'm, which made me feel like he was flexing even more, like, he was so sure that he just had, like, the better stuff than what I had. Maybe he was nervous, maybe he was wanting you to play with him. There's other interpretations, right? Because you don't know. (laughs) It's tricky. It could be tricky. What if I don't want to hang out with him? No, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm just offering up that maybe there's other interpretations with what he was trying to say to you. So, that's all. That's one of the fun exercises from, like, you know, TCP, is to, like, find something, like, what's your initial interpretation, and then, like, what's seven other ways that you can interpret that thing. What are seven other meanings you could give it? Like, I did that when I bought this car, and I was doing a Facebook Live, like, into the group while I was driving, which totally don't do that. And, like, nobody, like, nobody should do that. I was being irresponsible. And there were comments on my live where people were like, hey, be careful, you know, and my first response was like, oh shit, like, these people are kind of like, you know, maybe criticizing me, or maybe they think less of me, or like, maybe they're judging me because I'm doing something that is unsafe, you know, I'm being irresponsible, you know, and, um, 
I was like, but that's kind of a, a negative spin, right? You know, it's casting me in a negative light. And I, granted, I wasn't being responsible, but at the same time, I don't have to like whoop my ass over it, you know? Like, it's not gonna do any good to do that, especially since it's in the past. So I had to sit with like, how am I gonna interpret this? And I was able to like go through a couple different ways of interpreting it. And I finally settled on like, oh, they're just telling me that because they want me to be safe because they care about me. Not because they're judging me or criticizing me. They're legitimately, legitimately telling me this because they actually care about me. And they're like, yo, man, just be safe. Like, you know, like, be careful. Like, don't do that. What are you doing? Just checking the time. It's 7.36. Yeah. I could read that. Sorry. I am recording this, too. You are? Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you were doing. Yeah, because you opened up after we weren't recording the video. It was <laughs> yeah. so much more natural, you know? Like, so I figured, like, I've wanted to do this for a while, just capture our conversations, like, just candid-ass conversations. Like, I don't know if I'll tack this on at the end of the podcast or not, but, like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Keep it in your special journal. My special journal? I do do audio journals. Not all, I mean, not every day, but... When I feel called to do them, I certainly do. So, so I mean, if you're recording this, then I might as well ask you a couple of questions that I just now remembered yes. I had. Yes, please do. So, like, in the awareness book, uh-huh. uh, there's like readiness and like listening, and I don't completely understand what he means, what they mean by that. Do you remember the page, like where it's at? No. Real helpful, I know. Um. But it's the second step. I know that. Oh, uh, right here. It says the first step is the readiness to admit that you don't want to wake up. The second step is the readiness to understand, to listen, to challenge your whole belief system. So, like, what is it that you don't, that you're not clear on re- regarding that? Like, both. Like, what does he mean by readiness and listening? Okay. Like, how do I listen? How do I so, become ready? So, the first step, like, what he's saying here is the first step. Um, was to admit to admit that you don't want to wake up yeah most people don't want to wake up and what anthony or tony you know the author of the book what he means by that yeah but he goes by tony most people that have first names anthony's they usually go by tony for short same thing with tony robbins is anthony robbins is a name but tony yeah but anyway like what the first step he's talking about here is um like just to admit that it's way more comfortable and it just is it's way more comfortable to like be asleep and to just kind of go through life like on autopilot and to like not stop and look at stuff you know like to be aware you know to like really kind of like analyze yourself because it's uncomfortable when you start to do that you start to see pieces of yourself that are not the most flattering you know you you start to see how you show up or how you used to show up like once you become more aware of yourself you change how you show up but like there's just this whole process of self-evaluation and awareness and like it can be uncomfortable and kind of like you know it's like not flattering so the first step he's like is just admit that you don't want to wake up just it's so much easier to be asleep like and it is like 
you know, it's like in the Matrix, which you've seen, right? Like, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill, right? Like, it's just so much easier to not be aware. And so the second step he's talking about is the readiness to understand, to listen, and to challenge. So, like, first step is to realize, man, I really didn't want to fucking wake up. <laughs> but now that I'm starting to wake up, then the next thing is, is to be like, okay, now that I'm waking up, like to do the work I need to start to like understand and I need to start to listen I need to start like challenging my beliefs you know I need to start looking at this stuff then which I usually generally refer to as the work like the second step is doing the work um, and it, he said it's not just your religious beliefs your political beliefs your social beliefs your psychological beliefs but all of them like be ready to fucking like as he says here a readiness to repraise them all like to like look at everything, challenge everything that you've believed, you know? And that's like kind of the Socratic method in a way to just like continuously ask questions. The first step to wisdom is to realize you don't know anything, you know? Like a wise man knows that he's not wise, you know? Because there's more to learn, there's more to know. Like, yeah. A fool is the one who thinks that he's wise when he knows nothing, yeah? The wise man knows he knows nothing and operates from there. <laughs> so does that make any more sense? A little bit. So what could I what could be made more clear, I suppose? Like what I, I is I just don't know how to do So you wanna know how like so there's a how and a doing, like a how do you do so to speak, right? So I mean, in this part, like, the first step, you're actually already beyond the first step, you know, because you have already started asking questions. You have already chosen to start to be more aware of, like, yourself and just of things. So really, you're beyond the first step. And as you go further into this kind of thing, it's like what I've told you before that we've talked about, right, where, you know, it's just... It's gonna, it's gonna be hard. You'll run into challenges, you'll run into people, you'll run into circumstances, like how I ran into challenges with my family or even like with your mom and things like that. There's just people that are not gonna see the world the way that you see the world. And people, there's gonna be people in your life that are close to you that are not going to ask the same questions that you're asking. They're just not on the same path. They might get there or they might not, but you just love them anyway. You just let them be and that's part of the love and learning to love and just letting everything be as it is and learning to just see them for who they are and where they're at and not wanting to change them. Um, so the first step is the readiness to admit that like it is easier to just, it is easier to stay asleep. But you, since you've already taken the first step, like once you start down the path, there's kind of really no turning back. Like there's, you're just going to keep going, you know, like that's just how it works. Um, and then there's the second step, which you have started to do too. You're already doing it by reading the book or asking the questions that you're asking. Like you are challenging the beliefs that you've been told. So you're asking things like, well, hey, so I'm afraid of like things like death. You know, like what, what does it mean like if I can't say my goodbyes? Or like what does it mean like if, if I'm not you know, like you said, awake before I die, you know, like you're, so you're asking questions, you're already doing these things. So you're, you're asking about like, you know, Hey, like, can you really love me? You know, like, and you're asking, Hey, like, 
would you choose happiness? So like you've already been programmed with some beliefs around those things, around like death and around like what love is and like what happiness is, but you're asking questions to be like, so what does that really mean? You know, and you're starting to reevaluate those beliefs that you've taken on and creating new beliefs around that. So you're doing the work, which is the second step. You're challenging those beliefs, you know. And what he's saying here is the second step is, is just whatever belief you have, whatever it is, just challenge it, you know, think about it. So you're already doing the second step just, you know, piece by piece. It's not like somebody's going to sit down in one night and literally challenge every single belief they've ever had. That's impossible. But you just always do that is basically what the work is. Like every day and any time that you come up where you're like, oh shit, I'm believing this. And like you got to wonder and ask yourself, is that an empowering belief? Is that serving my higher good? Or is that a limiting belief? Like, is it keeping me small? Is it like keeping me out, you know, is it keeping me away from my higher good, my highest good, you know? And your highest good means like, is it serving you? Is it positive? Like, is it good for you? Is that belief good for Milo? And only you can d decide that. Only you can choose that. Because somebody else might have the same belief and it's not good for you, but it's good for them. You know, that's why I've said for a long time, like, I don't need you or want you to believe what I believe because, like, what works for me won't necessarily work for you. But the process, the process of asking the questions and, like, evaluating those beliefs, that's a principle. That's like a universal thing. So through that process, you can arrive at your truth and I can arrive at my truth. And they may be different, even though we used the exact same principle. We used the same method of asking questions and evaluating our beliefs. So you're already doing the second step. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. and I, I, there's another question I had, like, um, so like, I used to think that I, like, I was, I mean, I am a quiet kid at school. But I also messaged you about, like, the saying, good things come to people who wait. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've waited. I haven't. I've just lived. I've lived and through days and days. And I've waited. And more and more people have come up to me and we've talked. And I've been, I've been given the chance to talk to people. And I've taken those chances. And so, like, should I still stay surrendered, not give up, but surrender to just waiting and have patience, even though it might take a while, but in the longer run, it will be better? So I guess, like, the question that comes to my mind is, like, is there an outcome that you're looking for when you say, like, that you're waiting? Like, are you waiting for something? Or, like, so, like, when you say that you're waiting, what does that mean? Like, what... That, that, that kind of presupposes that you're waiting for something or waiting for something to arrive or some outcome to be achieved or recognized. I'm just waiting for, like more than what I had and I have more than what I had so I've reached like my supposed goal and I don't want to be like greedy and be like take 
a lot, like, get, like, a lot, you know? So when you say that you want more than what you have or you want more, like, what does that mean? Like, what is, like, are you talking about, like... What I had was, like, just me, and that was fine. But I I was talking to Mom about this, too. I was like, I wanted, I want, you know, to have friends at school, other, like, that I have classes with, you know, because it just makes the day more fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that's true, and well, I've been up in my room, and I've just hung out with me, and I've had a lot of fun just hanging out with me, so I know I don't need anybody to really be happy, which is good, you know, and I've, i I've gotten more than just me at school now. I got, I've gotten a couple of friends, and it's pretty fun, you know. So then the question I think then is like, so the relationships that you're having, and the more relationships that you're having, the friends and the contacts and the people that you're running into, that is increasing, and you're wondering if you should continue to just surrender to the process and be patient um or what was what was the flip side of that like i don't know just like because i i'm not like a really outgoing talkative guy either like i'm not like just gonna be walking i'm not like a kid that will just straight up walk into class and start talking like i sit i follow the, the directions you know Mm-hmm. I do what I'm told, and I'm just trying to get through the school day and having little pieces of fun at, while I'm at it. So I think one of the things that you'll come to find out is about like the law of attraction of, of anything, of anything, and um, it's like uh, you attract things to you that you have within you that you're vibrating with the, with the frequency that you're on and I think probably what you're witnessing with this increase in relationships that you are experiencing in school is that you are also increasing your relationship with yourself right because you're asking these questions you're evaluating yourself you're doing this inner work and so you're relating to yourself differently so as you change how you relate to yourself you're going to see this reflected in your external world you're going to see how other people relate to you differently so as you become more comfortable and more loving and more like accepting and like relate to yourself in those ways you're going to see more people come to you and relate to you in the same way so that's what you're seeing is like so there's not about being greedy and this is something that I'm working on right now with my money you know like in my money story you know and like how how do I attract or repel money and what's my relationship with money so like as I and you hear people do this all the time as they change their relationship with money and the stories they were given as children and how they start to see how they either repel it or attract it uh, it's the same thing. As they change inside that relationship, then the money comes to them. You know, like it's it's an attraction thing. You know, like as we spoke about, remember when we were living together in my house, we're like, because Jim talks about this, where like money doesn't come from work. 
you know, and money is energy. It's not about how hard you work. It's not about how many hours or any of that stuff. It's literally everything is about how do you relate to it on the inside. And that's why the inner work is absolutely critical because everything out here is just a mirror of what is on the inside. So I think you're seeing the increase in relationships because you're relating to yourself. You're increasing your relationship with yourself. So it's not about being greedy. Don't look at it that way. Certainly don't put a negative spin on it, you know, because as you relate to yourself more and more, the more you're going to have with that. The other night I did an audio journal about this, about how I, my currency, the way that I see my currency and part of the reason like with my money story is that like, I don't necessarily like money in my bank account right now in this moment doesn't necessarily mean near as much to me and I'm working on that as my relationships with other people. My relationships with other people is like paramount and I have the best relationships with people. I have a great relationship with you. I have a great relationship with Odin. I have a great relationship with your mom, even though we're divorced. I have a great relationship with every single person in my life. There's literally nobody that I don't get along with. I have the best relationships and relationships are my currency because like the way I look at it is that like I bring value to relationships. Any relationship that I'm in, I bring value to it. And I've always thought, or at least I've thought for a long time, that like that's how I get things in my life. I mean, that's how I manifested. I mean, look at look at the house that I live in, right? Stephanie's house, dude. She is so great with like me and like how I pay her rent or don't pay her rent, and it's completely furnished. I manifested that. What about Al and the house that I rented from him, breaking the lease? And I still owe Al like three months of rent. And it's been almost a year since I paid him. But it's the relationship that I have with Stephanie and with Al that allows me to even have that in my life. If it was anybody else, neither one of those people would tolerate that type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, the things that I have to navigate and negotiate with your mom, like, you know, because of the relationship I have with her. I'm able to because of the relationship that I have with her. If it was anybody else, your mom wouldn't tolerate it. So my relationships are my currency, you know? Now I'm working on the actual money in my bank account because I actually need that energy to do other things. So I definitely have work to do on that. But I've done a lot of how I relate to myself is reflected in all of my relationships with other people. So I have a pretty fucking good relationship with myself and it shows up in every relationship that I have. So I have a lot of different relationships. I don't have a shitload of friends that I go and hang out with, but I know a lot of people, and the people that I know, all of them fucking love me, which must mean that I have a pretty good relationship and most of myself I love. Now there's, I've had to do a lot of work on that, and I've done a lot of what you've done as far as like being alone. I've suffered a lot of privation, which means that I've spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time by myself, like by myself, without like friends around or a significant other in my life or really anyone else. I've spent lots of time just by myself. And that gave me the opportunity to reflect on myself and do that work, you know? And like as I go through these different programs, there's always tools and other ways to look at myself. but that is a really long answer to like what you're seeing. So 
don't view it as negative. I would say just keep surrendering to the process in the sense of like, just, yeah, don't, don't force it, just trust it and keep doing what you're doing. And I think you'll keep seeing an increase in the number of relationships, but not just that, because it's not quantity, it's quality. You're going to start to see an increase of quality of the relationships too, as you start to change the relationship with yourself and gain a better quality relationship with yourself. So, but that's the law of attraction. You can take that with anything. A lot of people do it with money or like whatever they're attracting into their life, but whatever you attract, whatever you have in your life, you're responsible for, and it's directly related to how you're dealing with it, how do you relate to it on the inside. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so it's not greedy. It's just the natural, it's a natural byproduct of you doing the work. So there's no, don't look at it as like you're being greedy. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. So, where are we at, Chief? It's 7.57. Okay. Yeah, 7.57. Okay. <laughs> I'm, that's all the questions I had. Alright, sounds good. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast and secretly recording me. <laughs> it's just a way to get it CIA. candid. Just get it candid, man. You know what I mean? I just wanted to have, like, this is the... I, w I knew that when I actually recorded you and you knew you were being recorded, it was going to be, like, you, were, you would be sheepish, you know, and just kind of withdrawn a little bit. But, like, as soon as we stopped recording the video, you opened right up. And I'm like, damn it, man. Like, this is what I'm going for. This is what I wanted. We had the best conversation on the last half of the podcast. You know? So, that's okay. I just appreciate you letting me record you. So. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too.